Every January, hundreds of world leaders and economic experts meet to discuss the future. This is the World Economic Forum Annual Summit, a who's who of money and politics in the Swiss city of Davos. But one summer, the organizers had to adjust their tactics when hyping the upcoming conference. They didn't know if they'd actually be able to gather. It was June 2020, and the world was locked down during the COVID-19 pandemic. But the WEF still promoted the 2021 gathering with an article and a splashy video from the summit's founder, Professor Klaus Schwab. Schwab said, quote, The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. He proposed the Great Reset, a collection of global policies that would eliminate economic inequality and offset the pandemic's economic consequences. But some raised questions about who exactly would benefit and just how long the World Economic Forum had been planning it. In November 2016, the WEF had talked about a similar paradigm shift and their predictions for the year 2030. The WEF said, quote, You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. The line sounded like the ultimate NWO endgame. The general public loses everything and has to act glad about it. By 2020, it appeared the New World Order was on the cusp of victory. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. This season, we're asking, is someone trying to implement a new world order? And have they already succeeded? As we discussed previously, secret groups use many tactics to take control, but none have succeeded in implementing a new world order. Yet. So this week, we're asking... How will the NWO seize power in the future? We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. For the past four episodes, we've explored an alarming tactic secret groups use to seize control. It's called the Hegelian dialectic. Officials invent a problem 
introduce a solution that grants them more authority, and then keep their emergency powers once the issue is solved. In the WEF's video, the tactic appeared again. The Great Reset was a solution to economic inequality, but it would also change the global power structure in a way nobody had seen before. To many conspiracy theorists, it seemed politicians and wealthy individuals were using the COVID-19 pandemic to justify a reboot, one that would let them take control of the entire planet's wealth. The steps of this Great Reset were simple. First, governments around the world would introduce taxes, trade agreements, and property ownership restrictions to make wealth more difficult to accumulate. After that, administrations would spend more on programs that addressed economic inequality. They'd invest in sustainable infrastructure and stimulus packages, distributing wealth amongst all the people. Finally, private investments, like pensions and mutual funds, would be directed towards health initiatives, similar to how universities offered free COVID testing. Collectivism would encourage more innovation and help people worldwide. However, as you may have noticed, each step would require a lot of government intervention and cooperation among corporations. The Great Reset would need a new world order to manage it all. And they'd synthesize many of the tactics other secret groups had used to take control. Once they'd seized power via the reset, perhaps using Hegelian dialectics, the NWO could use propaganda to make people believe they were happy. And even if the general public was dissatisfied, they couldn't do much about it. The true unelected leaders would operate outside the democratic process. The New World Order could dominate the globe without much resistance. However, their plan would destroy an apparatus that already controls much of the planet's money, corporations. Businesses often funnel wealth to a small handful at the top, and these individuals can exert power over millions. After all, few things define us more than what we buy. Today, only a handful of companies control everything we eat, wear, read, and watch. For example, just 10 banks manage over $25 trillion in global assets. And almost all our news and entertainment, from television to print to streaming, is owned by six media conglomerates. Almost everything Americans eat is made by 10 big brands who own the smaller names on supermarket shelves. So when you buy Kit Kats, you're actually buying Nestle. These top-level conglomerates create an upside-down funnel for profits. Little companies are bought out, and the money is piped into larger firms. Corporate giants control most of what we consume and the funds we use to pay for it. When wealth flows in one direction, political power does too. With all those resources accumulating amongst a few business executives, our future will certainly be decided by the most affluent. And their behavior suggests the world's richest people might know something we don't. A disaster may be looming. One the rest of us might not survive. Tucked between Kansas cornfields, a thick chain-link fence encloses a plot of empty, grassy land. 
Within this barrier, a small concrete doorway pokes up out of the grass, like a tunnel leading to nowhere. This patch of earth looks like an abandoned government project of some kind, left to crumble into dust. There's no sign of life. But ironically, if the world did end, it might be the only place where people could survive. Beneath the grassy square, behind the concrete door, there's a 15-story steel bunker designed to withstand almost anything. In fact, before it was a bunker, it was a nuclear missile silo. It was built in the 1960s to protect a weapon 100 times more powerful than the bomb dropped on Nagasaki. Suffice to say, it's well secured. The missile is gone, but its home remains, and it's been renovated for new inhabitants, so long as they can afford it. The survival condo is the brainchild of property developer Larry Hall. He says it's just like any other luxury apartment complex, only completely underground, and ready to be used when the Earth's surface is uninhabitable. The entire bunker is self-sufficient, with independent systems for water, power, and sewage. There are huge stockpiles of canned and dried foods and plenty of space for entertainment, including a swimming pool and a 4K cinema. 75 people can live in the survival condo for five years. The price of each apartment starts at $1.5 million, with a penthouse suite going for over $4.5 million. And that's cash only, because whatever event necessitates the survival condo is likely to wipe out the banks, too. Luckily for Hall, the hefty price tag hasn't been a problem. He sold every single apartment. In fact, he's building another survivor condo just 20 minutes away from the original. Hall isn't the only one profiting from rich people's fear. Luxury underground bunkers are being constructed in New Zealand, Thailand, South Korea, and across the United States. It seems numerous billionaires are buying into a future where it's impossible to survive above ground. But it's unclear why they're so anxious to plan for an apocalypse. Especially given that these bunkers aren't permanent. No matter how much money is poured into an underground shelter, they can't stay sealed forever. Food and water run out, and machines eventually fail. This suggests, whatever the rich are concerned about, it's a temporary state of affairs. Instead of a disaster, the wealthy might plan to lock themselves away from something else entirely. It could be how members of the NWO wait out the growing pains from the Great Reset. If a single group seized control of the globe, there would undoubtedly be resistance and likely violence. Of course, the NWO would likely crush the opposition eventually. Members would only need to stay underground temporarily, just as long as it took for the dust to settle. Then they could emerge to take command once and for all. But if the Great Reset were to reboot the economy, the billionaires' sources of wealth, huge corporations, would dissolve. Their riches would be redistributed. And many of their tactics are useless if there's economic equality. Everyone would have the money to fight back. Luxury bunkers may not have anything to do with the Great Reset or any other NWO tactics. Instead, they may be a safety net for the wealthy who can afford to plan for hypothetical future diseases or natural disasters. 
survival condo owners and the WEF attendees at Davos may not be collaborating to institute an NWO. But there's still a chance that the reset is a Hegelian dialectic. And WEF Chair Klaus Schwab had his pick of theses to choose from. His proposal wasn't only supposed to stop pandemic-induced inequalities. He also claimed it could correct for bigotry and injustice and preserve the environment. He's just one of the latest public figures to propose new legislation to stop climate change. If global warming is a thesis, Hegelian dialectics suggests the world's governments will seize power, then keep it once CO2 emissions are fixed. The problem is, climate change isn't getting solved. The Hegelian dialectic falls apart without the final step, a synthesis. In fact, even the second step isn't happening. Many governments aren't empowered to fight climate change. And its effects are getting worse. The billionaires have their bunkers, but when the world ends, many of us won't have anywhere to go. Even if we did, it may be too late, because there's evidence the world is already on the brink of a cataclysm. Coming up, the planetary reset we may not be able to stop. The world is full of con men, fantasists, and corrupt authority figures. There are respected spiritual leaders who ask way too much of their followers, global companies with unexpected motives, and governments that value profit over all else. Luckily for us, the world is also full of people who stand up for what they believe in, even if it turns their lives upside down. I'm Pat Rodriguez, host of Whistleblowers, the new podcast series that explores the biggest, most bizarre lies in history through the eyes of those who risked absolutely everything to expose them. This season in Whistleblowers, Join us as we uncover the story of the women who brought down Hollywood's most controversial yoga guru. The doctors who believe one of the world's top surgeons used humans as his guinea pigs. And the woman who revealed Facebook's darkest secrets. Whistleblowers is a Spotify original from Parcast. Airing episodes every Tuesday starting January 18th. Follow and listen to Whistleblowers for free on Spotify. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Now back to the story. By now, you've likely noticed the discourse about the Great Reset and the NWO sound like conspiracy theories, conjectures that blend facts and speculation to reinforce a fully formed narrative. While some conspiracy theories are true, many spread despite a lack of any hard evidence. 
And in the case of a secret cabal called the NWO, the evidence points to a long-standing hoax. Think about your school or your workplace. How long can you keep a secret from your friends, colleagues, and supervisors? Sure, five or ten people might be able to keep something under wraps. But for the NWO to function, it would have to include thousands of collaborators across the world. Any level of secrecy would be impossible to maintain. Especially because they'd have to constantly hide from investigative journalists looking for a story. And if a member of the NWO reevaluated their values and left the organization, the entire operation could be revealed. The NWO couldn't last for long. It would inevitably unravel, just like the Bavarian Illuminati did. The truth is, it's very likely that there is no new world order. Just a handful of familiar tactics used by corporations, think tanks, and wealthy clubs. They consolidate their power with secrecy and misdirection and utilize their vast resources to bend the world to their will. But there's little evidence they're collaborating as a whole or even have access to information the rest of us don't. The rich and powerful probably don't know any more about impending catastrophes than we do. They simply have more assets to prepare for various possibilities. But for those of us who can't afford an apocalypse bunker, frightening questions about our future still remain. Climate change and viral pandemics present critical dangers to our existence. And our society may not be flexible enough to adapt to these threats without a loss of life. One chilly day in April 2020, Rigoberto Ruiz reported to work at a frozen vegetable processing plant in Darien, Wisconsin. He took his place on the packing line alongside dozens of other workers. Many were stationed only inches apart. Wisconsin, like the rest of the world, was in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. But Ruiz reportedly noticed few workers at the plant wore masks, even though it was company policy. From his perspective, the supervisors didn't seem to care. Nobody enforced social distancing on the line. And though many companies were under lockdown, Ruiz was deemed an essential worker, so he couldn't stay safe by staying home, nor could he afford to quit. A few days later, a coronavirus outbreak struck his workplace. Over 220 workers tested positive for COVID-19, including Ruiz. The plant shut down and Ruiz went home. A few days later, his wife Martha also got sick. Her case was worse than Ruiz's. Martha suffered for days before ultimately passing away on May 5th, 2020. Ruiz had been forced to choose between his work and his health, and it cost him his spouse. Sadly, his case was far from unique. As COVID-19 swept through the United States, there were obvious disparities among victims. So-called essential workers like Ruiz had higher infection rates, often because they worked in unsafe circumstances. These employees were mostly in food production industries, toiling in close proximity to others. They had to be at the factory to keep their jobs. They didn't have the luxury of working from home, paid time off, or medical leave. This meant sick people still reported to their shifts, which meant more people were exposed and became ill, 
often fatally so. In California, agriculture workers' risk of death increased 40 percent in 2020. And Latino employees experienced nearly 60 percent more deaths than in previous years. Meanwhile, their white co-workers' deaths only increased 16 percent. And alarmingly, black Americans were dying from COVID at nearly double the rate of white people. In Wisconsin, where Martha Ruiz died, black people died from COVID at a rate four times as high as their share of the population. In the United States, race, class, and health have been inextricably linked for centuries. The pandemic just forced the connections into the public eye. In Baltimore, even before the coronavirus hit, men living in poorer neighborhoods lived shorter lives, sometimes by as much as two decades. Wealth was directly connected to well-being. And when COVID struck, economic inequality made a fatal disease even deadlier. Unfortunately, class and race may not be the biggest problems facing humanity because wealth and demographics won't matter if the entire planet becomes uninhabitable. In March 2019, a cyclone struck southern Africa, devastating Zimbabwe, Malawi, and Mozambique. Over 1,000 people were killed. Millions of others were left without homes or food. Mudslides took out crops, roads, bridges, and water wells. Then, just six weeks later, another cyclone struck in the same region. Two powerful cyclones hitting Mozambique in one season had never happened before. Across the globe, natural disasters are getting worse and more frequent. The number of climate-related catastrophes has tripled in the last 30 years. In the last decade and a half, sea levels rose over twice as quickly as they did throughout most of the 20th century. Record wildfires have struck the western United States and Australia, where they killed or displaced over three billion animals. These fires are only made worse by droughts. Today, the southwestern U.S. is in a mega-drought for the first time since the late 1500s. In the last 20 years, almost 10% of all the deaths in the world were a result of extreme weather. That's 5 million people a year. Even when disasters don't kill, they can destroy lives. Just ask Texas resident Anne Marie Romero. In mid-February 2021, a freak ice storm struck the normally dry, warm state of Texas. Hundreds of people died, but Anne Marie survived. However, the water pipes burst in her apartment, leaving her homeless. What wasn't destroyed was stolen. After sleeping on five different friends' couches in two months, she told KUT Austin, quote, I'm still very much living in survival mode. I'm definitely feeling like I'm at a breaking point. If a freak storm destroyed your home, would you have anywhere to go? And even if you did, would your neighbors, your co-workers, your friends? The planet is in trouble. But many conspiracy theorists claim climate change is a hoax. After all, it's much easier to dismiss complex environmental issues than to solve them. Believing in an evil plot lets us off the hook from doing anything about it. The reasons for climate change aren't a mystery. Humanity's carbon dioxide emissions raise the temperature of our planet. 
Deforestation, mining, and pollution destroy natural resources that keep the Earth habitable. But eliminating environmentally harmful activities would require giving up luxuries many take for granted. Blaming the NWO for our problems is easier than saying goodbye to meat, two-day shipping, or international air travel. The truth is, inequality, racism, and climate change are far too complex for anyone to control. Perhaps they're also too complicated to solve, and we simply have to accept our fate. Unless we band together to find solutions and form a benevolent new world order. Coming up, a new definition of the NWO. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Now, back to the story. Many of the issues we've explored this season, from economic inequality to censorship to voter suppression, are real. And to fight these problems, we need to explore the tools we have at our disposal. Sadly, the solutions we come up with sometimes miss the mark. This is especially apparent when corporations try to skirt responsibility. For instance, instead of helping the environment by reducing carbon emissions, some businesses have taken to greenwashing. This means companies advertise eco-friendliness, but don't actually change their business practices. It earns points with consumers, but doesn't address the core issue. In fact, it's making the problem worse. Take Volkswagen. In the late 2000s, the carmaker ran a campaign called Clean Diesel. Their ads claimed their diesel vehicles were eco-friendly with fewer CO2 emissions. But in May 2014, a university team pulled apart one of Volkswagen's supposedly clean cars and found serious dirt. The carmaker had rigged their automobiles with software that reduced the emissions during government standards tests, but not during normal driving. Some Volkswagens were cranking out 40 times more emissions than the legal limit. It was the exact opposite of what they'd claimed, and they weren't alone. In 2009, Nestle claimed their chocolate was made from sustainably sourced cocoa beans. However, Multiple lawsuits alleged their cocoa farms used child labor and were likely responsible for extensive deforestation in West Africa. Their sustainability campaign was a facade to up their sales, not help the environment. Sadly, greenwashing still works. Consumers see the ads, but they don't see the destruction behind the scenes. 
About 100 corporations are responsible for 70% of all greenhouse gas output since 1988. Of those, just 25 spew out half of the world's industrial emissions. These wealthy companies use misdirection, like greenwashing, to keep their profits high and avoid any consequences. There is some good news, though. A 2019 survey reported two-thirds of Americans think about sustainability when they shop, especially those born between 1997 and 2012, a group known as Gen Z. Going green is a big deal for young shoppers, who often investigate companies before they buy. Some pull money out of banks that support big oil companies. Others boycott products that pollute. Consumers can use their buying power to hit the corporations where it hurts, their bottom line. But unfortunately, conglomerates aren't the only groups that are greenwashing. Sometimes we fool ourselves. In 2015, marine biologist Christine Figener posted a video of a sea turtle having a plastic straw removed from its nose. Over the next few years, tens of millions of people saw the footage and passed it on via social media. Before long, calls for plastic straw bans also went viral. In response to the mounting pressure, many major companies, including Starbucks, announced they were phasing out the straws. Several big cities banned them entirely. It seemed like a win for the planet. Fewer straws meant less pollution and happier turtles. However, as the anti-plastic straw campaign grew, a conservancy report exposed a stark truth. Only 3% of the trash on beaches were straws and stirs. They constituted just three hundredths of one percent of global plastic waste. Essentially, eliminating straws had a near zero effect on plastic pollution. It was like a barber cutting a centimeter off your hair and calling it a day. This was classic misdirection. Consumers were so shocked by the injured turtle, they were distracted from the real culprits of plastic waste. To make matters worse, the very platform they used for the ill-advised campaign, the internet, also damages the planet. Computer chip manufacturing requires massive amounts of water and energy and produces tons of hazardous waste. Google uses over 2 billion gallons of water a year to cool its massive data centers. And all internet devices need electricity, which is still generated by coal in many parts of the globe. This is one of the worst culprits for CO2 emissions. So while the World Wide Web allows millions of people to address environmental issues, it still costs the planet in resources and emissions. Even worse, the Internet provides a forum for the affluent to exert control, influence politics, and manipulate public opinion. There are too many examples for us to list them all, but one case stands out. The Cambridge Analytica scandal. In June 2014, a seemingly innocuous personality quiz app asked users to log in with their Facebook accounts. Users could fill out information about their likes, dislikes, and life experiences. In the background, the tests harvested data from the Facebook users, including where they lived and what pages they liked. Around a quarter million people took the quiz. 
But in a dark twist, the app also assessed the profile info of those users' friends, even if they never took the test. By 2016, the questionnaires had scooped up details from 85 million people. And none were informed their data was being sold. A company called Cambridge Analytica was behind it all. That year, the firm seemingly used the data to influence a U.S. election. During the 2016 presidential race, the company used its harvested Facebook data to go after undecided voters with targeted ads for the Trump campaign. These posts weren't just for Trump. Cambridge Analytica also made targeted ads for Senator Ted Cruz's presidential run and the Brexit Leave campaign. Nobody can say for sure what swung the election, but Trump, Cruz, and Brexit all came out ahead. It's not just Facebook. Conglomerates like Google and Amazon also use data to influence users' engagement and buying habits. Plenty of other companies deserve scrutiny, too, more than we can cover here. That's why we'll be diving into data manipulation in our next series. For now, we're left with the truth. The world is made up of individuals who are all moving in different directions. There may not be an NWO, but the wealthy and the powerful can collaborate to accomplish their goals. Think of society like a giant game of tug-of-war. When officials and authorities pull together, they'll usually outweigh a disorganized general public, even when they're outnumbered. But the Internet can be a powerful tool for equality. It allows for instant global communication, the first step in uniting ordinary people. And there are real-world movements pushing back against moneyed interests. Shortly before we recorded this episode, labor unions at Kellogg's and John Deere organized strikes to push back against corporate control. Individuals are empowered when they share responsibility for the planet and its inhabitants. In order to survive, humanity may actually need a new world order, one that's not run by the rich and the powerful, but by ordinary people, one that works for the good. We know wealthy business leaders and powerful politicians collaborate, and we know their tactics. The NWO isn't pulling the strings to manipulate the world, but our problems are too big to solve if we don't join together. We need to unite around our common goals and work tirelessly to achieve them. After all, that's exactly what the NWO would do. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. This is the end of our season on the New World Order, but it's not the end of our investigation. Next week, two guest hosts will join us for a deep dive into the secret societies that have been accused of trying to implement an NWO. Join us for an in-depth exploration of the Skull and Bones and the Bilderbergs, including their roles in key moments in history, their secret rituals, and their possible plans for the future. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. 
You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next time. And remember, never take We Don't Know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from ParCast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, Sound design by Dick Schroeder, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Andrew Messer, with writing assistance by Ben Caro and Angela Jorgensen. Fact-checking by Anya Bairley, and research by Bradley Klein. Unexplained Mysteries stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner. Thank you.